Hello and welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your host myself, Russell Lee, and as always, the fantastic Chris Bowden. How are you doing, Chris, on the fourth take of the intro? Are you okay? I'm not, I'm not too bad, mate. A little bit bored waiting for you to stop balls in it up. We, but, we, all, we always get there in the end. We always yeah, get there in the end. we always get there um, and it, we always thank the sponsor. <laughs> thank you to CMR Distribution, Schumacher Racing and Will Speed, the companies that keep us in air every week and throw us some prize at Christmas. Guys, thanks very much. We really appreciate all you do for us and we couldn't do it without you, as we always say. So this week, we've got Jonas and Marcus Karup, both multiple Danish champions, um, yep. So it's ringing. So they should be there any time now. Excellent. And it looks like that just popped up on the screen. Are you there, guys? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. Let me give you an introduction. Um, this is Jonas and Marcus Krupp, um, both multiple national Danish champions. And um, recently, Marcus um, won the four wheel driver, the EOS. Um, so we thought we'd get him on to give him. Um, so we thought we'd get him on and have a, have a chat to him and see, and see what's going on. Do you want to go from there, Chris? Uh, yeah, how you doing, guys? You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fine, fine, thank you. Okay. Yeah, so just to add to that, I think you're both running, obviously, for Associated now. Um, Mark, Jonas, I believe you've run quite a few things, Tamir and stuff over the years, haven't you, back in the on-road days? Yes, I have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Obviously, what we like to do on this show is we like to start off with um, a bit of a This Is Your Life, where our guests talk us through their RC life from beginning to end in as much detail as you can remember. Um, Obviously, Marcus, you've been there and done nearly everything, haven't you? So shall we start with yourself and how you first got started and how you first discovered RC? Yeah, 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 we could. uh, I mean... Way, way back in uh, 87, I think, I had a classmate in, I think I was in first grade, and um, he got a Kyosho Optima, I think, for his birthday. And we went to his house, obviously, for a, Christmas, uh, a, a, a birthday party, and we saw the car, and it was way better than anything we, we ever had. So I've always been very interested in electrical stuff, like model trains, and yeah, obviously... Uh, remote control cars and stuff. So uh, when he, when I saw him and his dad building the car and getting it ready to race, I was hooked, I guess. And uh, I found out we had a club nearby and I went with my friend from school. Ended up buying one of his, uh, a few years later when I had money enough, I, I bought an old Tamiya Fox and that was my first car. And uh, obviously it wasn't so, uh, it wasn't very competitive in, in club racing or anything. So. I ended up buying a Kyoto Ultima, I think, in the late 80s and started competing at national races. And uh, from there on, I I guess I I won my first national in 92, I think, 15 years old. And uh, with sponsors and uh, everything back in those days, if you were good with the wheel or if you were a good driver, you could easily get sponsors and stuff back then it wasn't so common to be sponsored but if you were you i mean it, it was quite a different time and uh, 
So that made basically I, I I started traveling all over Denmark as a young kid. The sponsors picked me up and I I went to racing. Uh, and uh, I, I guess in '96 I went to my first European Championships where that's where I went and, and met well, or met Craig Drescher and that's when we became friends I guess. Um, because I ended up uh, being sponsored by Team Associated and won a few nationals for them. And from then on, I went to world championships in, in America and Finland and Italy, I guess. But I, I never won world championships or European championships. I ended up in 99 finishing third at the European championships in Austria. With a, But by then I was sponsored by Losi and I, I ran the Losi Triple X for the first time and uh, it's quite a good car so with a f- after a few years with with Losi, i ended back up i ended up with team associated again and craig and him and i kept uh, we had contact all through the years and went to the same hotels and stuff when we went traveling and so became quite good friends and um so we ended up with, uh, no, I, I went back to Associated and uh, I ran a, and, and I guess times changed. So we we uh, did some on-road touring cars, which was exploding at the time. And uh, yeah, for 10 years, I did nothing but touring cars, I guess. And I ended up winning the, the European Championships in 2004. Did Craig and not go that year? What? Did Craig not go that year? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he oh well done. In, in, in the F main, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's his usual final, isn't it? He, he was pretty good in some races, but I mean, and we had Juho Levenen, if you remember him. He he won the uh, twice the years before I won. Yeah. So we were quite a strong European team with Chris Granger from England as, as well. So we had a few uh, very fast guys, and we went to most of these races together. And usually, Craig would beat us all at the big races but um then he he started <laughs> yeah. winding down i guess yeah or, did you do that you say you did a, a really race as well didn't you did you do that with craig around the same yeah, time th- yeah, yeah yeah uh i went uh, to the really race of champions three times i think yeah in the in the zeros or or, what it, or the O's or whatever you call them yeah but um yeah we, we always went with, with craig when we went to big races when I ran for associated, at least, yeah. and what, um, what were your thoughts on that type of racing or, or, or that type of racing, the real oh, race yeah. format? Do you, do you think it it's was cool? awesome. It's, it's very cool, very cool. I mean, some of the best times, I guess, uh, going to America and <clears throat> you had that. I mean, the close racing and uh, yeah, wheel to wheel or whatever you call it. Uh, but but. It was always harder for me because I, I guess Europeans, except for Craig, I would say, most of us guys, I, I did a few years with David Spachet from England as well, and he's a, one of the greatest on-road drivers. Yeah. I mean, um, really, really good at qualifying, and, and so was I. I mean, running against the time, but the wheel-to-wheel racing or the, the mains, which is all that the reader races is all about, was very tough, I guess. I mean, uh, that's where Craig ex- excelled, going wheels to wheel with everybody, and uh, and I wasn't really good uh, in in those conditions. But it was great fun. I did yeah. win a few, oh, of course, but I, I never finished higher than twelfth, I think, out of thirty yeah. people doing the 
read race of invitational race yeah. So, so what what happened after you finished with the touring cars um, after that 10 year stint did you go back to off road no I, I mean on and off I'd still done some off road I mean a few nationals and stuff in between but nothing internationally or complete series and stuff so I always, I always had my off roaders uh, at certain times of the year to practice with and stuff but um I guess we more or less retired. I mean, uh, Marcus was born in 07, so it was getting more and more difficult to leave the house for weeks to test for European championships and stuff. So off-road became, I mean, yeah, I, I almost retired. And then uh, I can't remember if Brent from Associated called me up and said, do you still do touring cars? I said, no, no. I mean, I'm more or less retired because I got a kid and he's three or four years old now so um but then we ended up doing some off um, some off-road anyways and uh in fact I ended up doing nitro eight scale <laughs> which <laughs> which was a pain for a few years yeah because that's a lot more work than doing touring cars or, yeah. or 10 scale it, it must be you must it must be a good feeling though when when, when you're like kind of like you know semi-retired and that's it I'm not doing any more racing then you get a call from the from the factory yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're saying yeah, can yeah. you do a bit more for us yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that was nice of course yeah, yeah. it was so obviously but, uh, so that, that that obviously dragged you back into it full time yeah more or less i mean it, it, uh, we tried anyways with the eight scale nitro but it's if you haven't done it before and it's all new with the nitro engines it's, it was just a pain i went to the neo buggy a few times with craig as well and uh but it was it was very difficult so I can't remember how we, I guess Marcus by then was five years or four years old. So he started and 10 scale off-road is just very easy to begin with. So I ended up going to some races in Denmark with him and basically that, that that's more or less started his story. Cause by then I was, I'm still contracted to associate. I've been ever since, but, um, and I, I can still make mains and stuff, but, uh, I'm not as fast as I used to be. So, but it, but then I mean, after the eight scale nitro, uh, Marcus Morales, I, I concentrated on getting him up to speed and still finishing second in the Danish championships and stuff. But I didn't win since I guess eleven. I won a Nordic championships in uh, in eleven. I, I don't. You don't even know what the Nordic championships are, do you? Is that the Finnish one? No, no, no. It's uh, it's the Nordic countries. It's Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. We have our own championship. I've, I've won that three times and stuff. And so that's uh, it's and not it, a European championship, but it's it's pretty big. And is that a race, it, it in, every, a race in every 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 country? No, no, no. It's just a single race uh, each year. Yeah, it used to be. I, I, I'm not sure it's there anymore. Is, but hey, Chris, is that is that the race that Craig won when he said he was finished national champion? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we went to the Nordic Championships in Finland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's true, yeah. Because every time everyone on the show, we always talk about his. Um, I feel like I'm going on about Craig here, but we always talk about his um, his Euro wins, his national championship, and he's like, "Oh, and don't forget the Finnish or <laughs> Finnish um, <laughs> national champion." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's won a lot. He's a uh, he's a good guy. So, so, how long did it take for Marcus to to, to start getting up to speed then? Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, um, obviously, I know you. I know you sat there quite quietly, Marcus. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, can can you can you remember the first time you had an RC car, or have they always just been there? Uh, 
Uh, I got my first RC car when I was three for yeah. Christmas. Uh, yeah, and I drove in the garden to practice. I made my own jumps with some things we had in the garden. Uh, yeah, plates and uh, bricks <laughs> to make high jumps. And uh, I think there's no, there's no uh, snow shovel. Oh yeah, snow shovel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. used all the the tools from the garage to to build themselves jumps and. What are they asking if you can remember anything about when you started or when did you see RC cars first or? Uh, I I played with my dad's cars when I was very uh, young, like two or three or years old. Uh, but I I don't remember that much from when I was young, like five or four years old. Uh, it. I think it became my last memory was uh, Her first memory. First memory was uh, when I was seven uh, in Black Track. It was called no Black Hill. It was called yeah, this, <laughs> this track. So uh, yeah, not much from when I was young. Brilliant. So what what is your what is your favourite surface to race on, Marcus? Uh, I guess AstroTurf. You can say uh, all my ra- all my good races have been done on AstroTurf. So. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, so does that sorry does that tend does that tend to be the sort of the most popular surface in Denmark? Because obviously um we've had like we spoke to Una Hartnum before and he says that in like the Danish countries the and the Nordic countries, the like the clay tracks and the those kind of tracks aren't featured so much and it is more astroturf. Is that the way it is in Denmark as well? Yeah, you can you can see we have some pretty good tracks uh, on Astro, but we also have some tracks uh, on carpet. But uh, I think I think the most fun tracks on the on Astro. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what Marcus means is that uh, we have we have outdoor carpet tracks, which I don't think you have in England. There's only so, one, only one. Yeah, because yeah, so so usually it's clay or it's I uh, used to be only clay in Denmark and the Nordic countries, but. Uh, I guess it changed with the touring car uh, phase in the in the beginning of the 2000s. Um, touring car became more popular, and the other guys didn't want to maintain the clay tracks, so they ended up putting carpet on or astroturf, and and then it obviously shifted a little bit from touring cars back to off-road because it's almost no maintenance and it's easy and high grip and no wear on tires and stuff. So. So it's true that it's mainly carpet and astroturf in Denmark now, yeah. That's so, more. sorry, so when you go away to like, um, say if you go off to a Euros and it's in Pinarolo on dirt, yeah. how do you guys get ready for that then? Is there a, like, if most of your tracks are all astro, do you have to travel quite a distance to get that practice in? <sighs> Yeah, I guess Marcus has never driven on uh, on clay except that we do <clears throat> we do eight scale now uh, with Marcus electric and nitro. So all our eight scale tracks are are clay, but they are oiled and uh, with dust sticks and stuff on, so they are pretty high grip. But it's true. I mean, back when I travelled uh, to some of the clay track Euros or, or or World Championships, we had clay tracks in Denmark. Since then, we haven't. I haven't driven on clay ever since, I think. And Marcus has never tried it with a 10-scale car, so... 
we we haven't been to any tracks that has it. So it's actually actually this actually today we just had Marcus entered into the the European Championships in England in June. So uh, well, that'll be yeah. his first uh, European Championships. Yeah. So that track is on. That's a Robin Hood Raceway. It's about it's only about an hour from me and Russ Aronoff. Yeah. Um, uh, that's on Astro, but they that is the only track in the UK that also has the outdoor carpet track as well. And oh, it was, okay. okay. It was the old, may... the old Euros track. I don't know if you right, you were there. The, 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 mm. the Euros from four four or five years ago. No, I wasn't there. No, no. Yeah, well, that dirt track they've now covered in the the Prima Felt GT carpet. You know the grey thin carpet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they covered okay. the whole track in that. It's really good. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Are Last you guys time, I, are you guys coming over for the warm up race as well to no. get the practice on it? <laughs> yeah, we almost were because uh, on Monday I was speaking. I was speaking to Craig today as well, but um, we were speaking about going this weekend. But we weren't. I mean, because Marcus wanted to enter a uh, do the eight scale this year, some of it, along with ten scale uh, off road. So we concentrated on that until. Yeah, again, Brent uh, asked if we were going to the Euros, and we said no, but um, he thought it was a good idea to to put Marcus up against some of the, the fast guys, and so we just had to, and that that was Friday, I guess, so we had a had a few stressful days trying to put something together, but the plan is to uh, go to the Euros, but we'll be coming to England or to, to the Robin Hood Raceway track to, to practice prior to the Euros, but not this weekend. We have a national in Denmark, unfortunately. So, got to do that. I mean, you say it's a good idea to put um, Marcus up against some of the best, but he's already going up against some of the best and beating them, isn't he? He recently won a round of the EOS with the four-wheel drive, beating Michael Olowski. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We've done a. He's had a good year this year, and uh, the, definitely the EOS in uh, in Germany. Went very well in two-wheel drive. He finished third and he won the four-wheel drive against some of the best. But, I mean, there's more There's more to be, I guess. Uh, there's more competition and a European championship is something different from an EUS. The EUS is a great uh, race and it's a big race, but it's it's three days and it's not as... I, I, I'm not sure how many is coming to the European championships, but what... Uh, from what I remember, it's a, it's a big race and it's for a week and uh, it's something different, definitely. So um, yeah. we need to qualify him for the World Championships next year as well. So yeah. I guess it's it's about time we do something more than just EUSs. Marcus has been doing EUS races for a few years, actually, but um, only one per year and it hasn't. Uh, he's been doing well, but not, not as great as this this year when he's a little bit older and we've done more racing this year so that definitely helps yeah. with the results and stuff so how did that feel then marcus when you're uh, you're leading an eos race and you've got michael chasing you down what's the what's the pressure like for a, from a 14 year old's perspective uh the, the pressure is kind of high but uh it's i think it's a part of the game i, I love it the pressure it, it, it's what the sport is all about so uh yeah i think it's i think it's really good to have the pressure from michael but uh we'll see in the next couple of races we're gonna have a great battle i think for the the title the, that overtaking move you pulled on 
when you jumped up onto the the raised section at the back it, it was it was amazing to watch amazing had you planned oh. that move a, a couple of laps before or no i, I don't know uh yeah, it was quite good, but uh, I don't know. I think I saw Michael in the practices. He was uh, jumping a little bit too high and too you know, straight on yeah. the on the hill. But uh, yeah, then I saw the opportunity, and uh, yeah, I don't know how many I'm gonna get. So it was just to go for it. It was a good move. It was really good, really good move. I got I watched it twenty times on the video. It was it was good, really good. Thank you. Yeah really good on the video was um i think you watch it the video ends the cars are all coming back across the line and all you can hear is jonas screaming yeah <laughs> that's all you running can out, hear running over to pick the car up yeah. <laughs> i was hoping you can't hear the commentators yeah. yeah it's on there it was yeah. def- definitely a proud dad day then yeah it was it's been a it's been many many years and it's it's always I mean, if you guys have been racing, I'm not sure how much racing you've been doing, but um, when you've been good at some point of your career and it's been bad for a few years because you're getting older and older and you can't understand why you why you can't be competitive and your son beats you every time and when you practice and national races and every time you go to an EOS or uh, uh, a, a larger race, we've never really, it's never really come around and done it. So it was just a... Yeah, it's great, a proud moment, as you say, and a great feeling. And yeah, they've had some, uh, as you can see on the videos, it's, it, it was a quite a tough race, even in two-wheel drive. So, I mean, Marcus up, uh, he's 14, and up against all these icons of RC, Elliot Boots and uh, Canas and all these guys that win the mains, it's just, it's just a thrill to watch, but also very nerve-wracking for that to watch. And uh yeah, I had a hard time. <laughs> uh, where do you where do you get more ner- were you more nervous driving in a European final that you're winning, or are you more nervous watching a club race that Marcus is in? Yeah, I mean, a club race. I'm not nervous when I watch Marcus because it's always been <laughs> part of it. But uh, I guess in the US main when he's up against Olowski and Neumann and all them guys. I'm definitely more nervous because it's out of your control, isn't it? I mean, you can build the car and you can teach him all you can and he's got to have some kind of talent and, and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just it's very tough because I know I can't do it anymore and just watching him and how much pressure there's on him. So it's definitely much worse to watch him drive than it is to lead a European championships yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you say about Marcus getting fast. Can you remember, Marcus, how long after you started racing was it before you were beating your dad? Uh, I think I was around eight, nine years old before I beat him. Even though he's a little bit old, he's still fast. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, I I beat him at some winter series at the uh, SACOM. And uh, yeah, it was it was nice to beat him, but... Uh, also have some uh, some great battle things while driving home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had some good arguments over the years. Yeah. As he was a young bugger, being fast and 
impatient against the old man. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a few crashes uh, during, uh, through the years and stuff. But uh, it's quite true, yeah, since he was eight. So six years ago, he was already faster than me. But it's like you guys know, it takes more than just being fast. You need to yeah. learn the ropes of doing mains and yeah. qualify well and preserve your tires if there's a limit on tires and stuff. So he's uh, he's had some... Some good years, but also some some tough years. But he 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 was only five when he won the the stock championship in Denmark. So he's he's he has won a, a lot in Denmark, but internationally we haven't had a real breakthrough. Yeah, those times those times will come. He's still young. So he, <laughs> yeah. what, what is it? What is the stock class in Denmark? Is it like thirteen point five motor? It, it's, yeah, it's it's a thirteen point five now. But uh, when Marcus was doing it, yeah, I guess it was thirteen five back then as well yeah. so yeah that's true yeah it's been like that for many many years but we had a yeah the stock class was for only beginners or entry level so yeah. I guess these days a stock class is everybody's <laughs> class yeah. yeah I think when in you, France they run it as a sportsman class oh yeah, yeah but yeah but yeah you're right it is um, still not 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 like how we call stock in America no, no, that's true. Yeah, sportsman. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one, Chris. Sorry. I was going to say. So, um, the stock class in in Denmark is it is it what you'd call true stock, where it's just the cars are as they come out of the box with thirteen point five motors, or is it like where the Americans are spending thousands yeah. on these crazy titanium parts to make it lighter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the same in Denmark, but we've just changed it this year so that it's we've we've, we've um, raised the minimum weight to sixteen hundred. So that means that they can't go and buy all the trick stuff to make the cars lighter. And then we also have a we have the hobby wing uh, just stock motor as a, as, a, as the uh, it's not a handout motor, but it's the one you have to use to 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 run the class. So. It's getting better, I think. We haven't seen the first race because it's this weekend, but it's been crazy over the years. I mean, some of the A-main drivers in Modified changed into to the stock class and, yeah, uh, being very fast with great equipment and stuff, which, in my opinion, because we, we didn't have that in the old days. So it's, it's a good to have a class for entry-level guys, but it's, it shouldn't be for all the semi-pros. <laughs> Yeah. So you also said, um, obviously, Marcus, that you've won um, some of the the Danish championships in modified as well. How old were you when you won your first Danish modified one? Uh, I won my first uh, Danish nationals in no when I was 11 years old in four wheel drive. Uh, yeah, it was a tough year because, uh, yeah. The car was really, really good, but uh, we had to travel a, a lot that year for the tracks. We only have we live on the island in the middle of uh, on on of Denmark. That's called uh, Fyn. So uh, we have a lot we have a lot uh, a lot of distance to the nearest track if we uh, need to go to practice. But uh, yeah, the, when I was 11 years old, I won my first nets in four wheel drive. And I mean, people don't realise, but there are some really quick guys over there. Isn't there? There's obviously yourself, your dad, but there's uh, Jasper 
Yeah. Um, I've I've seen him at a couple of the Euros. He's uh, he's not too shy. What's it like having a pretty seasoned uh, competitor like him to push you around? Uh, he's a really really good driver, and uh, it's nice to have him uh, have him as a teammate. We uh, we share a lot of battles, a lot of good fighting. So uh, it's it's nice to have him as pressure because he's going uh, up against the, one of some of the best in Europe. So uh, it's nice to have him as a as a competitor. Yeah. The, 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 the funny story about that is that him and uh, Jasper's dad, no, not him and his dad. I mean, me and his dad, we used to fight for the championships in the early 90s. So uh, and I won that battle uh, <laughs> in, in, in the end. But uh, but I carried on racing, and by the time Jasper got fast, he was the one to beat me. <laughs> and now my son is, yeah, I wouldn't say he he's beating Jasper, but uh, Marcus has won some of the championships, and Jasper has won some of them. But it's it's funny how those families have kept racing, I guess. Yeah, you see, um, you see it over here as well. I mean, I've been racing sort of twenty years. Yeah. And some of the people that like I used to race, obviously never beat. They were always much faster. But now they've got kids coming into the sport, and already their kids are starting to beat me. And then I'm like, oh my days! It's a pain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like when they first started, you beat them. You're like, yeah, take that. That's that's for your dad beating me. Yeah, all exactly, years. exactly. And now it's just oh, okay. You've just beat me. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> You're eight years old, and you've just drove past me. Oh man, <laughs> I worry it, it's it's coming to me as well now. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, are you, did you say you're only doing one EOS out of the uh, the year, or are you no, planning no, no, to do no. a couple more? Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, this year we haven't seen where the second round is. I think the third round is in England again. Yeah, at workshop. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, or for the first time. So that's great that we can travel to different countries and stuff uh, so yeah. we definitely want to do the entire us series and marcus was about to do it in yeah in 19 when we had the covid 19 we were about to travel to slovakia we were in the airport when i guess slovakia at the hoodie arena slovakia closed the the uh, the country so we couldn't get in so we had to go back home but that year so that's two years ago or, or three years ago almost we were supposed to do the entire series, but uh, obviously COVID-19 took that away from us. So so we're doing it this year instead. But, That'd uh, be good. Um, I don't know if Russ is, Russ is doing a workshop, but I'm hoping I, to. I, I'd like to. I'd like to. Yeah, you should uh, do. Like <laughs> yeah. So it would, yeah, it'd be good to see. And obviously we'll, we'll be popping up to... Uh, to the Euros and stuff to have a look as yeah, well. I'm, I'm coming up to the Euros on um, two or drive finals day, which I think is the Wednesday. It's definitely in the middle of the week. Okay, yeah, cool. So try and bump into you. Craig said, I've got to ask you about becoming the first ever gay European champion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just just to point out, Craig and I, we, 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 we raced touring cars for many, many years together. And I can't remember if Craig ever won a European championship. I, I no, he never, talk, he never talks about it. No, he never did. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had to come up with something since uh, we were very competitive back in the days. And um, I finally won a European Championship. I had been in the A-Main for a few years. And uh, 
and see the teammate teammate win it. So finally, it was my time in Sweden. So um, after the race, we went out and we stayed together. Usually, we're traveling in hotels and stuff. So we went out for a, a good night with the team and some of the guys from Associated from from USA. So it was it was a wet night or whatever you call it. <laughs> But um, it was a bit nice. No, we, we we got a few drinks and stuff, and we went to a dance bar, and uh, I ended up dancing with a yeah with a with a bloke. <laughs> basically, <laughs> so that's why. I I mean maybe I should I, I should uh, mention that while I was dancing with this uh, with this guy, apparently I uh, <laughs> uh, Craig was bent over and in the bar being slapped by his own belt by <laughs> some of the other guys. It, 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 <laughs> we were we were a bit wasted and uh, it, it, it took us a few hours, I guess, to figure out it was a gay bar we went to. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Craig, Craig didn't have to figure it out. Craig knew before yeah. he went there. Yeah. That was why it was his choice. <laughs> yeah. He usually picked out the, stop, the spots and stuff, but uh, afterwards he found it funny. Just so, so I wouldn't mention his uh, belt slapping episode. He, uh, he started a rumor about me being the gay European champion. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being gay, but uh, I mean, I've got a, a wife and two kids, so. <laughs> he also mentioned um, this might coincide with that. that, with that. Um, you had a, the love van you used to travel all over Europe with. With um, I can never say his name right. The Dutch no. associated imported. Um, let me have a go. Um, no, Kim Ben Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Craig can, Craig, can, Craig can pronounce it either. It's, it's Kim Bendixson. Bendixson. There anyways, we go. Thank yeah. you. Since uh, Craig has always been lazy, I don't know if you know this, but um, yeah. So he he always wants to be picked up at different, even in different countries, just so he he won't have to travel or have to rent a car or drive a car or he's a horrible driver, by the way, or a rough driver anyway yeah. <laughs> in a rental yeah. car. But um, we used to to go and pick him up. And driving this love van because Kim and I were traveling since Denmark is connected to Germany as you know we could easily travel that way by car and we had a lot of space in the love van but the love van has been everywhere and uh, <laughs> it's been parked in restaurants and I mean uh, yeah it's, it's, it's been some crazy years where we traveled together with Kim and Craig and I and we've been we've even had uh, Tushiha uh, in the back of the van which is completely illegal these days. Yeah. But uh, we took him through Germany, I guess. <laughs> <In the back. laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I'm not sure why it's called a love van. It's one of Craig's expressions. <laughs> That's it's, cool. It, I'm sure he's the only one ever having had love in it. <laughs> it's the pain van for everybody else. <laughs> So what are your plans for this year then? Um, obviously we've got the Euros. You say you've got um, the, the Nordic Championship. Does that run right the way through the year? Um, is there, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Is there any build-up to that Nordic race or is it just the one race and no warm-up? No, no, no. The, the, the Nordic Championships is something from the past when I used to race, which was a, quite a big race. It's, sorry, okay. I'm not sure there's any Nordic Championships anymore. So uh, for me, I'm, I mean, I'm not racing that much anymore. I'm doing a few nationals with Marcus now, and I just do two-wheel drive. And if there's a plus-40 world championships, I usually try and go there. But um, 
I'm not sure. Do you want to tell your plans, Marcus? Do you know what you're doing to this year? <laughs> uh, I think we're doing, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, the European Championship. Yeah. But uh, also uh, all the 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 U.S.s, the Euro for Series uh, races, and uh, maybe some one-eight scale nationals in uh, Denmark, and also some of the one-ten scale nationals. But uh, I think that's the plan for this year. Yeah. Have you have you got the new car now, Marcus? The the V six point four. Yeah, yeah, we're actually building it uh, while we're speaking to you guys. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Okay, how how far into the build are you? Uh we put the chassis and the front end on. I'm building the uh, the caster blocks now, and Marcus is yeah, he he's not allowed to build much now, so he's he's preparing tires. <laughs> <laughs> What's the the new steering system like? Yeah, we we, we don't know yet, but uh, I'll be on, looks... on the build. It yeah, it, it it looks it's brilliant. It's a uh, it's almost a completely new car except for the arms so far, and so um, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. I mean, the, the the quality is getting better and better by the car, I guess, from associated. So that's that's brilliant, and uh, yeah, we look forward to to trying them out. I mean, there's a B six point four and a B six point four D with the shorter chassis, which I believe some of you. Most of the British drivers yeah. always run the short yeah, chassis. Yeah, we're always so. using the short chassis, yeah. Yeah, so we've got one of each of the cars to build, so it'll be interesting, but uh, it looks it looks amazing. But um, you never know, do you, until you put it on the track. That's it, that's <laughs> it. Uh, have, you off, have you measured the chassis compared to your old car? So, that, you know, because one's this plus three, but are they the same length as the the 6.3? Have you, have you seen... I haven't seen it, no. Yeah. I, I saw Rivkin speaking about it, so it should be the same length as the old cars. But um, no, I haven't. I haven't tried cool. it. In, I mean, we'll have a look. it doesn't. Uh, I mean, do we have a car on here? So it's, it might not be that difficult. But uh, I think it's exactly the same. But then you've got the different um, front kick-up angle. Yeah. Which might, I mean. It might. Uh, I mean, just by wa- watching it, it doesn't seem the same. But um, the just chassis links should be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that should be the same, and it's cool. Are you planning to run those? Um, have you got anything going to try and get them built for the weekend to use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go practice we, somewhere. Yeah, we, we, we're going to a national this weekend in uh, in Jutland, in Denmark. So, um, so Marcus will be driving <laughs> the new car. I'll be stuck with the old car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, we could build two cars, but I mean, just getting them ready for Friday is, is going to be tough. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes and how it performs against the old car. But it's usually it's it's better. But yeah. there's always some tweaks and stuff. We we old guys we always tend to find something from the old car that we like better and then start to see if we can fit it on the old, on the new car. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't done that yet though. But um, yeah. it's the the good thing about the B6 platform is that you can you can swap a lot of stuff, can you? Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, narrow. I think every, everything's kind of interchangeable to a large yeah. extent, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Well, we never because myself and my son, we I never got the six point threes because no. I built the the six point twos because um, I was a lot of date under the 
ESC weight and yeah. I was messing with him um, and when the 6.3 came out I had the speed out of my car for some reason um, and the date on it was the week before lockdown so they'd done like two meetings and I'm, yeah, like, I'm not yeah. I'm not selling these to, to um, no, just to no, no, rebuild no. them again so we no. ran them but, but and what I've done is every time we've broke something yeah, because like, say if my lad broke a shock tower, I put the new, I put the one off this six point three on, and we kind of yeah. moved them along as we, <laughs> as we went yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, to go along. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's quite good, and it's always good to hang on to some of the old cars. I mean, that's one of the things well, that you can ask. I mean, you obviously Craig has always been on the podcast, but um, when I go to his house, it's always, uh, and he does the same to me. By the way, when we uh, go to each other's garages and and see. I try to look for the old cars, some yeah. of the guy, cars we ran in the old days. I mean, most of the stuff is lost, isn't it? I mean, he's kept a few of the, the yeah, good ones, and correct. so have I. But I mean, there's a lot of cars that we should have kept or restored or yeah, yeah. whatever. I remember yeah. a, f- a friend of ours, um, Jason Potter. Um, he yeah. works at CML in the UK. He um, he sold an ex Craig Drescher four wheel drive Euros car for like forty five pounds oh, um, because they, they were just fetching nothing, you know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and obviously, I'd be love to remind him of it every time. Um, but yeah, so did you manage to keep any any of your old cars or? Yeah, I've I've kept the European Championship car, the, the touring car, and I've got some nitro cars and the B4, obviously, because we had the B4 for many years, didn't we? Yeah, ten years. And, uh, but there's some special cars that I didn't keep, which is a, I mean, the, the CML one. What's it called? The uh, the Centra. The Central, yeah, 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 I ran the Central for a few years, but I had one of the first ones that was, I guess it was an alloy one, not an alloy one, but it wasn't anodized yet, yeah. so I had one of the first kits, and uh, I won an Nordic Championships with it in uh, in 11, I think, but uh, anyways, it's, the car got lost somewhere, I mean, you, 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 you lose a, a part or two, and you can't build the car again, and then it's gone, and obviously the new Central came out and it looked much better with the black anodizing and so yeah there's a few special cars that you should have kept and with Marcus we we tend to retire the cars that he his championship cars and the US car and stuff we we keep it uh, as it was and build a new one to make sure he doesn't do the same as his daddy yeah it's easy done isn't it but, it's easy done yeah but but I just remember now that I spoke to Craig about it it's it's nothing to do with us guys. It's it's when we get wives, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and you get kids, and the house is too small, and you, you you keep traveling around with all them trophies and cars and stuff, and in the end they get they get thrown out, don't they? <laughs> yeah, Craig was saying, telling us that um, he's when he moved out of his house, he, he left all his racing stuff there, and he, yeah. his mom booked hired a skip, and she told him to come and move, get take everything he wanted, and anything he didn't want was to go in the skip. And he was saying <laughs> this mini skiff was like half full of just headed head head carded Yokomo parts and and oh, I would associate man. stuff that you just you know yeah but it was like like you said he was it was worth nothing you it's know such a shame. yeah if you're lucky then uh, I mean I'm not lucky but I mean some of the companies I've been, I've been racing for through the years they've always whenever I stopped racing for a company I had to give back one of the cars fully equipped and stuff so yeah. around Denmark I've got our some of the importers or even Craig has some of my cars as well so unless he's skipped them as well but uh, <laughs> we used to uh, yeah yeah put a, a car aside with fully equipment and stuff so 
I can still go and see some of my cars if I want to. Because <laughs> you know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a... Uh... I think the thing with the lockdown is because nobody could go and race. Yeah. Everybody wanted um, something a bit nostalgic, didn't they? It, it soon became not about the racing side of the hobby. It became about, you know, what you saw... Yeah. people running back in the day or what you ran back in the day yeah um so it's, it's, think, it's cool going back yeah i think if if anything if covid did if you could say there was one good thing about that it did bring it did bring out some of the nostalgia in in the hobby didn't it it brought that back yeah yeah because you had to rewatch old uh, finals and uh, racing stuff that's true yeah and people started sharing some of the old stuff and uh, you've got Lee Martin in England he's very good at uh, keeping these old cars and doing reviews of them and stuff so I always enjoy watching him and his videos or oh, live is it live I guess yeah yeah he did um, he did some ones through the um, the Nemo yeah. racing YouTube page yeah he shows up where... his old Euro cars and stuff it's always exciting. Yeah, I think it's always nice to see what, where things came from, and uh, you know what, what we, what our hobby evolved from, because it is so vastly different now. I mean, Marcus, you never had to worry about a pack of batteries dumping in a final. No, no, no. <laughs> you've, you've never, you've never had the pain of leading a final, and then. <laughs> At four minutes and 15 seconds, your car just slowly grinds to a halt at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's so difficult. I, mean, I guess you've had Tommy Hall on as well. I mean, the young guys, they've never yeah. had to worry about power, yeah, longevity. I mean, can they last or they can just, I mean, full on push from start to finish. The yeah. way they, they drive is completely different because yeah. us old guys, we're used to the equipment going flat or, or, or breaking <laughs> yeah yeah obviously build quality is better now so you can hit stuff harder and not have an arm break and you, yeah you, in between rounds you can spend your time actually doing setup work and not just taking your motor out and skimming your common your lathe and yeah you know yeah, it's, it's it's completely different these days and much 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 easier and better for the sport i guess but it's so hard to explain to marcus how difficult it was in the old days you you didn't only have to be fast or talented you had to manage all these different parameters and yeah challenges i guess yeah you had to be a bit of an engineer as well didn't you to yeah yeah but also your the way you drove i mean just speak to David Speciet, uh, how he won the 10 scale and 12 scale and touring car, Euros and Worlds and stuff. We had uh, the Losi car with the single belt and the triple belt and uh, making them, them these car, those cars last for five minutes was a major uh, challenge, basically, with your, the way you, you drove the car, throttle-wise and stuff. It was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had David on um, not long ago. And he kind of agreed. He said one of the things that is missing from the hobby these days is the young kids having to learn this. Yeah. Almost so, like a racecraft style it, of how to. It is a racecraft, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I agree totally with him. It's completely different these days because they can, they can go full on 
from start to finish, even in 10 minute eight scale mains in electric, they can do whatever they want. The cars will keep going and they don't overheat or anything. It's, it's something different, definitely. Yeah. No, no plans to, to try and mark us on a, an old B3 with a, a 12 single and some 3200 <laughs> different metal hydrides. Him and him and Tommy wouldn't last a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's flat out, and it is. to be honest, it's I I think it's amazing how these kids can keep up with what it, the car's doing at that pace. I'm like, it is. It's unbelievable. Staring at it. Yeah, especially in off road. Marcus hasn't done any on road yet, so. Uh, he still has a lot to learn once we go into that section, I guess. So are you planning to do some uh, on-road with Marcus? I will do it eventually. I, I, I used to love the throwing cars, so uh, we'll do it at some point. It's just, it's very gnarly these days or whatever you call it. It's uh, it's so difficult, isn't it? It's so precise and uh, if yeah. you don't have the right chassis, then you might as well stay home <laughs> almost. Is, so it, is there much of an on-road scene? Over there, so for say touring yeah. cars or twelve the twelve scale LMP cars. Yeah, it's more touring cars than twelve scale because yeah. it's difficult to get uh, the tracks so uh, so smooth or yeah. whatever you need for the twelve scale. But touring cars is is the biggest thing in the winter. And we have a like you guys, we have a we have a wet winter where off road isn't. And we don't do off road in the winter. As I mean, I've seen you Brits do off road in the winter, but we never do. When we went in September, we we stopped running outdoors because of the rain and the cold and stuff. So yeah. it's usually uh, touring cars all winter until April, and then we go do an off-road again. But Marcus and I, we have a track nearby. Yeah, Kim Bendixson has a track at his uh, at his shop and uh, um, yeah, at his shop and the facility. So uh, we we do indoor off-road. And the US races are during the winter as well, so that's kind of a, a downtime, or down, yeah, downtime period for us. Um, UK splits, like you, um, the idiots amongst us, like me, who will carry on racing in the rain <laughs> outdoors, in the cold, in the snow. The snow, yeah, it's it amazes yeah. me. And it must be like something that we did. We we lived for you in the in the, the the Viking time. I mean, some Vikings went to England, I guess, and uh, they yeah, stayed yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got a bit of the. They, they do it. Um, they, they I think I did one. I did one of those. Um, you know, them ancestry DNA things. Yeah. And apparently, there's about twenty three percent Nordic there you in go. my history. So. Yeah, and then you've got like Russ, who's got the big beard like a Viking, but the second there's a drop around it to the track, he runs off inside. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He is yeah, right. Sec- I'm sorry. The second there's a cloud in the yeah. sky, yeah. Russ is in his car and off to an indoor race on yeah. carpet. Yeah. It's too <laughs> cold. It's too cold, mate. Too cold. It is. It's that's too why. I, that's why associated make winter jackets. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. No. But your fingers still freeze off, don't they? Yeah. Oh. The thing is, what you know, at, at my level, you know, club level, 
Yeah, I do because I enjoy it, and I really my days is standing in a cold, wet, muddy field a long gone. <laughs> you know, I do I don't enjoy that. <laughs> so, no, 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 so right. let's just not go. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I hate the rain and the cold as well. I mean, I guess it comes with with age, doesn't it? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Well, I think it's more because you just know better these days. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Experience, isn't it? Yeah, you know the pain. Yeah, yeah. You got any more questions, Chris? I haven't. I think it's been a, it's been a great chat so far. So I think do we go with our our usual famous questions? Yeah, we do indeed. And then because there's two of them, they're both gonna go as well. Yeah. So the first question we always ask every one of our guests is, if you could go back and uh, race any of the cars you've owned or if there's one that you really thought oh, I'd have loved to have driven that car um, what car would it be well should we start with Marcus first because it's probably going to take Jonas a bit longer to go through the history of what he's yeah. had yeah yeah I don't really know but uh, yeah I think some of the I really wanted to experience how the the old days were with uh, when my dad drive just to see how the conditions and how the car and everything was back then but uh, I don't think I don't really think I have any any car I wanted to try because I always just had the cars that my dad got so yeah well, what was your, what's, what's been your favorite car uh, uh, I think for sure for sure the the beef the B seventy four point one uh, for sure, but uh, yeah, maybe the the B sixes cars also the B six series, all the new uh, latest cars is very good. I think that's my favorite ones Brilliant. so far. Brilliant. How about you, Eunice? He, he he's not old enough to be nostalgic, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm hearing. He, he yeah. likes the new cars better than the old yeah. ones. He'll, he'll, he'll come around <laughs> a few years. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I still got the, my TC3, but um, yeah, I guess that's one of my favorite cars, the TC3, uh, since I won with it. And uh, we had some good times uh, for a few years. We, we, we ran it for many years, as I remember. It's almost five years, I think, we ran the same car with different towers and stuff. But um, the touring car days yeah, were, were quite good. But... Um, yeah, I mean that car really. It was a it was a, wasn't it in in touring car? Obviously, we've talked about back then batteries dumping everything like that and not having the runtime. Yeah, the drivetrain on that car was so efficient that it really did take the take the the battery power game away from racing, didn't it? For a bit with that car, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it was quite good, but you had to do some. We did a lot of work to make it run as free as as you could, as you did with any car. But uh, definitely, the drivetrain made it a uh, a lot easier once you uh, once you got it free running and you had the the gears running properly and stuff. We we did a lot of tricks back in the days to make it even better. So, um, but that's true, yeah. And the suspension arms and the yeah, the, the way the car was built, it's a lot of it was carried over from different companies in the following years. But um, these days, it's something different, of course. But back in the days, it was a quite quite a good car, definitely on asphalt. 
or especially on asphalt, I would say, which is where touring cars are best, in my opinion. <laughs> cool. Okay, so, Marcus, favourite track? What is uh, your favourite track? I think my favourite track is uh, the ones, the one we have in Odense. Uh, yeah, Odense has a mini racing. I think because I've raced on that track uh, my whole life, but I just think there's something special about it. It's also on Astro, so yeah. I think that's my favorite track. His his home track. Perfect. If you if you can send like, um, if you can send Chris a picture of that track, I'll put it up with the Facebook post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. sure. How about you? Yeah, for me, it's it's. I guess it's maybe the the Campenau track in Belgium is one of my favorite tracks. I mean, it's. I mean, I know. I don't know if you've seen it. The the Belgian Grand Prix track. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's a it's a cool track. It's either that one or the Tamiya touring car track where we had the, and that's something different because it's on road. But uh, the Tamiya track in America where we ran the uh, Invitational class for for re, for the relay race, that was a, an amazing track to race on as well. We keep trying to get. Um, is it the is that the same Campanella track? Is that the one where they do the the forty plus worlds in Belgium? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Is it this year or? Yeah, it's, I think they just do it yearly. It's not like an officially recognised title. I know. It's, basi- it's basically just all the boys from back in the old days I, I going know, for a race and a beer. I, I know what it is because I've, I've won it on my home track in 2019. Oh, <laughs> you, you, know, you kept that one quiet. So when kept we asked you if you won, when you were world champion, you didn't drop that out. You should tell people, you know, yeah. that should be the answer. You, were you any good at racing? Well, I won the over 40 worlds. You know, you just drop it in like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm trying to get to say world champion. <laughs> no, no plus 40. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we keep trying to get Craig to go telling him, like, we'll drive. All he's got to do is just get in the van and drive the car when he gets there yeah yeah whenever he comes to denmark i always make him drive something at a club track it's always it's always good to see he's never he hasn't forgotten how to but i mean the stress with racing he's been doing it for 40 years almost like me or more than me so um i guess it's the uh it's, it's the uh the getting up in the morning and the going to heats and finals and stuff that's I, yeah, he's just used up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like That's that. I'll, we'll tell him that, Craig. We've heard you used up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do, please do. Yeah, yeah we, I like that. He'll be on my phone tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Class. Right then, guys. Thanks for coming on. You've been you've been brilliant. Um, before we let you go, do you want to thank anyone? Friends, family, sponsors, the long-suffering wife, anyone in particular? <laughs> No, we, we, I mean, we'll thank you for having us and uh, obviously Craig Dresser for mentioning us and uh, I guess Team Associate and Reedy. We've been with them for many, many years and yeah, me on and off, but uh, it's always been the company we've raised for and Marcus has never raised for anything else. So yeah, that's that's about it. We've got a lot of, a lot of different sponsors, but I mean... We don't want to thank them on here. <laughs> yeah. no, that's brilliant, guys. Thanks for coming on. You've been absolutely epic. Um, it's been it's been really good. Um, so we'll we'll bid you farewell, and I'll we'll, myself and Chris will probably bump into you at the Robin Hood at the Euros. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thank you Cheers. Bye. 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 And they're gone. How about that?
Yeah. They, um, they understood every word I said and didn't have to tell me to slow down once. No. And, uh, yeah, I was quite, I was quite impressed. Some good stories. And, uh, young Marcus, like I said, the English was really good. So, yeah, great, great, uh, great duo to have on. Class. So, uh, did you do anything well, the weekend? No, mate. I don't think anything much happened this weekend. So, should we just give the give the listeners a short one and knock it on the head? Yeah, why not? I just had the sponsors, mate. Yeah. Did you do anything? <laughs> did I do anything? Did I do anything? You know what, mate? Okay. Um, I'm really I didn't sorry, really know. I'm really sorry, listeners. Uh, but we, we've got to let him have his moment in the sun. You know, I'm sorry. Or um, the rain, should I ev- say. Everyone at the, at the weekend was saying, like, Russ, oh, my God, is it going to be... You know, it was going to be, a, like, a three-hour bumper special when I TQ'd the first round. Um, and then when I actually made the A-final, I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be a six-hour podcast this week about the West Mid <laughs> region at Coventry? <laughs> Well, no. I'm not going to let you get to six hours. I'm going to give yeah. you about 15 minutes, and then I'm going to hang up. Nah. I'm forced to cut it on the head. Get the Chinese Chinese food on the way, mate. Mate, yeah, I've got, Pod- got podcast the podcast Chinese. Yeah, no, no. To, to be honest, Chris, I was, I, you know, I, I made a bit of a laugh and joke about it on the day, but it, it was awesome. Everything from start to finish. I mean, I, I got heavily rain assisted in the first round. I put in a, a good time, and I'd won my heat, if that really matters. Um, and then as we came off the rush, we just started raining. Just started raining. So, Mr. Guy, who doesn't like racing in the rain, TQ'd the first round. So, I was, yeah, I was really happy with that. Really happy with that. And I was like, I was just proud as punch, really. Um, I went out in the second round. Went, I went a lot better than I thought I was I was going to do. Um, got 18th in round in the second round. No, no weather or anything. Just yeah. uh, the same round for everyone. So, that was really good. Um, third round, I had two rollovers, uh, which both the Marshall, unfortunately, that was a, like a 36th in round. Um, but because I'd had two decent scores, well, I was, sorry, I'll rephrase that. An 18 for me is a decent score without many people there. Um, I was 10th after the fourth, after the third round, going into the fourth round. And I'm like, yeah. so not only have I got my rain assist, I'm also on the possibility of making the, <laughs> the A final at a regional. Um, so I was talking to Neil Saunders and, you know, cut a long story short, he he said, well, you've got to put a really good running in this. He said, because I say to make a regional A final, you need around 14 points, would normally get you in, in there. Um, so he said, you've got to go out in this in, in the last one and just put a, put a good run in. Um, to, you know, basically he was saying I needed a 14th in round, which wasn't going to happen. You know, I didn't think anyway. So now I went out and just got just drove the car and I didn't make any errors at all and every run every lap was just like a 24 second lap alright so basically it when I came down knowing in the next run improved um, and then it, 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 was, it wasn't really raining it was like spotting but the track just went off so I was stood at the side of the track with my phone watching the, the times um, and yeah Ben and Ben and Tom Yardy managed to better my time um, but no one else did so I ended up third in the final round so because that, that that good last run I had yeah I mean we've said it I've said it earlier to you today um, the irony that the person who runs indoors the second there's a small grey cloud in the sky always gets the rain assist you, you know what mate I'll tell you a little story um we 
when I left home on on Sunday morning, it was raining. I looked out outside. I'm like, Bruce, he's throwing it down around. Do you want to go? And he's just like, Yeah, 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 I want to go. He's, he's like, If it's bad, we'll sit in the car. So I'm like, Whatever. So anyway, we got to the petrol station just to grab some fuel. Um, and it was throwing it down. So I put on the group chat, what's the weather like at Coventry? Um, how bad's the rain? And we started driving. Um, and then JP texts back saying it hadn't rained. So, uh, we, but yeah, so I was, I was on and on, and I was thinking about turning around all the way there. And I'm like, Bruce, you sure you want to go? You know, we can just go home and do something else. So, yes, yeah, so I nearly didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> up until about halfway there I was still contemplating just turning around and coming back yeah. I was like I think Keith would be there today in this I'm like nah Keith wouldn't be there in this you know so yeah so now I was so did Keith turn up was Keith he, racing he, wasn't he? he no he turned up um, he did practice because um, practice was dry uh, and then it rained and then he stayed in the tent or went home basically yeah but he was saying he hadn't seen none of the West Mids people for ages has he so no no of course so so sure. yeah but no it was, it was really good and then I lined up third on the grid behind uh, I'm going to say it again Ben Pugh and Tom Yardy uh, Charlie Saunders behind me Alex Hayward behind me Kit Jones was in there Matt Dodd was behind me I was like oh my god you know mm-hmm. so I, I was sat on the grid and, th- and thinking I wonder how long it's going to take them to just swarm me you know attack me so the first fight I'm just going to go through this briefly listeners you know uh, <laughs> the first fight I managed to keep everyone who was behind me behind me uh, for one lap um, <laughs> honestly and then but at this point Tom and Ben had just disappeared at their normal pace and I came over the back section and it was like a sh- um, up into the tabletop on the corner and then like a little chicane and then a big lump up and over onto like a little Back straight. Well, as I came up over this lump, there was just the cars just four abreast behind me, <laughs> and I just got swarmed into the next corner. So I was entered about eighth, and then I rolled out. So I finished that one in tenth. Um, loved every minute of it, it was class. Um, second race, I went out um, pretty much the same again. Um, I finished ninth in that one because someone broke down. Uh, and then the third one again I um, I got overtaken by Charlie and Alex on the first lap and I stayed in fifth for like probably four corners and then I just got overtaken left right and centre mate it was you know what I mean I, although I'd done I'd done the I'd done the work to get into that race but my god they're just next level you know yeah. and, you, and you just can't put your finger on why because you know my car's as fast as theirs down the straight what's going on in the corners it's when it comes to the bit at the end where it's got to go left yeah so, so, so now nah, mega, mega proud day mega proud day okay. um, so the question is obviously you beat Potter so you got the trophy I did yes but wasn't the rule that if somebody was too good um, they weren't allowed to be in the like in the competition that's, that's actually quite true yes Jason shouldn't be able to so play anymore should he you've got two choices and haven't you yeah you can either say you made a hard regional A final so now you're too good so you've got to give the trophy back to Jace or you've got to say now you've elevated and you're good enough to be on the level and you've also got to give the trophy you, to Alex Hayward you know what mate as much as um, this this stupid little plastic trophy between me and Jay Potter is much of a nothingness. It means so much to both of us, but we never admit it. You know what I mean? I know I laugh and joke about it all the time, yeah. but Jay's like, yeah, well, you know, when he was what he was saying, he had to clean his desk because he had, he'd had it for that long. <laughs> yeah, there's a square on this table <laughs> <laughs> with dust. Yeah. So, but no, so, 
it was really good. Um, yeah. Loved every minute so, okay, of it. Get to, get to what all the listeners are on about and tell us how Bruce got on because we don't care about Bruce, where you got on. Um, there was a the bottom phone off. I'm, I'm going to say it was the J phone. I don't know if it was or not, but it was a bottom phone off. But Bruce pulled that with about four people behind. There was 94 people there. So I'm assuming, yeah, so there would have been four people in his race. Um, I didn't see the grid because I was mastering that race. So I had my back to it. Um, but yeah, he, he he drove well in between crashes. Same same as always. He had some, you know, that lad. Um, I don't know. I always forget his name. Jude. He's got the black S works. I think he's got. Yeah. Knocks around with um, Springer and them lot. The young lad. Well, he he was in yeah. he was in Bruce's race and he won the race and Bruce was second. So That's nice. it was good. good. That was really good. But it, yeah. it was quite cool because we were pitting with the Saunders. So obviously Bruce was off with Harry and. Um, yeah, getting up to all yeah, kinds Luke, of Luke issues. Upton, they were yeah, they were built. Apparently, there was they, they were in the bushes at the back of the field at Coventry. Like, what are you doing? We're building a den. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> all right, stay out my way. Yeah. Let me glue these tyres. <laughs> You've never heard of a, a more lad phrase. We're building a den. I know. Yeah. So yeah, so it's quite cool. But no, I'm very happy. And um, yeah. it's, it's obviously you know my aim this year at reasons was to try and get my F two. Um, well, that's helped massively, hasn't it? Yeah. So, you know. I'm a very lucky boy, mate. And um, I know I'm not as fast as the people I, I was taking the mick out of, but, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm chuffed. I really am chuffed. Yeah. Well, this will be the first time and last time I say it. Well done. You deserve it. Now let's get back to slagging you off. Cheers, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Because we, we treat everybody the same, don't so, we? Yeah. That wasn't too bad. Um, well. I was in nine, nine minutes of me saying how wonderful I am, but ex- at the same time, extremely lucky. <laughs> Well, to be honest, it was yeah. a less boring way of waiting for my Chinese to be delivered than staring at the front door. <laughs> Cheers, man. Um, oh. So, have you done anything? Did you anything? Do you, can, um, you, can you top that? Um, uh, me being the Westmead's A finalist and all? Uh, not really, mate. I, re- I had to rip my old ears kitchen out, didn't I, and refit it. So, that's what I was doing all weekend. Just, you know, genuinely, you know. And then we've we've booked to go away, so I've got a lot more van work to do because you know how I like to have it. Uh, Hashtag bit, van life. Yeah, you know how I like another step forward for each time. Well, I've got to finish doing the kitchen next week, this weekend coming. So I've only got a week and a half, two weeks before we go away again. So that's how long I've got left to progress it forward. So, yeah. Cool. Been got some electrical work to do do you want to thank the sponsors mate yeah a massive thank you to cml distribution schumacher racing and will speed you know they are great at what they do they provide great products and they keep us on air every week like we keep saying so thanks guys and i'll thank the listeners guys thanks very much for getting involved with our car crash of a podcast i promise you it wasn't all one take this week. There was quite a lot of chopping and changing. So if you notice it, well done. Let us know in the group. You, you won't win anything, but just let us know. Um, that's it. Thanks for liking and sharing. Don't forget to like and share for a prize at Christmas. It's as simple as that. Chris, you've been wonderful. I know. Um, this this um, glory season of mine will end, um, no doubt, in two weeks at the Kidding Mr. Summer Series. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. Then, yeah? See you later. Bye bye.